Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You ready to go? Does it matter? Not really. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. VIG. Ah! Graffiti is probably the most physically demanding sport. How so? It's uh, Los Angeles' tough sport. It's its toughest sport. You know, you got to climb up billboards, run from cops, cholos, and other than that, probably rugby. You gave it your best. Now it's time to say goodnight. Let him go, Nancy. Gail, you came back. Oh, look. It's the arts and crafts counselor. Still looking for a husband? Right now, I'm only looking for two things. A class on how to make your own paper mache pencil holder and an ass to kick. And it looks like I missed a class on how to make your own paper mache pencil holder. And now, warning. Do not confuse any lightheartedness in the following video with a glib attitude toward the problem <laughs> at hand. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It's Thursday morning, the 29th of August. Hey, guys. Hey. Hi. If today is the 29th of August, mm-hmm. that means tomorrow is our annual celebration of National Cover Song Day. That's correct. Yeah! Which- this is something that didn't exist, right? We're just trying to well trying to make think, it exist. I mean, I think I think Dave did some research and could not find anywhere that there was a national cover song day, and it seems like there should be. There's so many national what fill in the blank days that are worthless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. a good one. I like yeah, this. I think it's a it's a good one to celebrate because there's so many great cover songs that we rarely get a chance to play, and the uh, audience seems to enjoy it. I think this is the third year we're, we're yep. doing it. I yep, think yep. so. Tomorrow, all day long on the Kevin and Bean Show, we will be playing nothing but cover songs. So I guess one of the reasons I wanted to bring that up, besides to make sure you're you're with us tomorrow, is to say we are looking for your requests mm-hmm. for a K Rock cover song that you'd like to hear. And you can leave that on the Afro line at 323-520-AFRO. And let us know what we should add to the playlist for tomorrow. So is it on the 30th or is it on the last Friday before Labor Day? I think... I mean, we need to I figure mean, it out early because feeling. Halloween's really going through it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I don't remember what the first what the date was the first year we did it, but then it ended up... That date ended up on the weekend for the last two days, so we just did it on the Friday because that was okay, the closest so- day to when we were working. So it might be September first. I'm not sure, hmm. but we do it on the. We It'd do be it a on, lot easier to do it the last Friday. You know, the Friday before Labor Day, because sure. then you could always celebrate it on during the that, week. Yeah, that's that right. Day. Yeah, we could yeah. we could have worked this out before. Yeah, sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. sure. Well, I'm excited about it. I already have a bunch of songs that I'm uh, really excited about uh, hearing. Things that you just don't we don't play that much. Yeah. So should be a fun show. All right. Um, it's been a while, I think, since uh, most of us have had uh, roommates that we are not related to. But it's a thing that a lot of people have to do and find a place to live and look for compatible people. And I, you know, there are certainly some some broad strokes of things that make you incompatible with somebody. If somebody's a early bird, and the other person's a night owl, you know, their pets can be an issue. Certainly things like smoking or drugs can be an issue. 
This uh, this guy in Sydney, though, is up on uh, Facebook looking for some roommates. Okay. I'm currently looking for four to five people to join me in starting a share house that maximizes happiness and success. Okay. I, be- I believe that Australia is a wonderful place to live with so much potential to create a thriving society, but currently there is an evil monster that's sucking away our potential, and his name is Instant Gratification. I'm already out. Instant I gratification. I agree 100% with him, but I'm not living with him. Yeah, this, there's a thin line between cult and guy who put up a roommate ad. Right. It's so funny you should say that, Jensen, because cult seems to be the consensus on this uh, mm-hmm. this ad. Yeah. Instant gratification is a POS. Instant gratification is the reason you look up MBA stats and cook cheese sandwiches at 11 p.m. instead of doing the S you know you're supposed to be doing. Instant gratification will kick the living S out of your checklist and your willpower and your motivation. But there's one area where instant gratification loses, though, and that is peer pressure. Human beings are driven to belong in the tribe because being excluded for thousands of years meant certain death. So he goes on and on and on to say he's trying to put together a house where people are all on the same page, where they're not going to waste all their time. I can see why he's doing that. Yeah. He's doing it poorly. Let's see. Okay. Let's see his his checklist of the ideal okay, household sure. of the kind of people he's looking for, and let's see how many entries in you're out. All right. The ideal household will have no couch. You will squat instead. How right. dare he? What? How dare he? There will be no television in the ideal house. You, okay. ins- you will instead meditate and read. Why do you need a couch if there's no TV? <laughs> I mean, this is awful. Uh, maybe you sit on the couch to read. I'm not sure. No. There, uh, no screaming at others will be allowed. Instead, you will use mindfulness and a calm voice. Hey, that I'm in. Uh, no alcohol in the house, by the way. Instead, house right? Instead, you should sleep, you should open up, and you should dance. Oh, <laughs> if you don't dance, is there a penalty? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't say that. He's uh, building the opposite of a frat house. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, no noise after 11 p.m. Sleep. Oh, I'm into that. Uh, no refined sugar. Instead... Oh, you go straight to hell. Instead, you should enjoy refining your skills. Oh, no. man. By the way, I'm wondering uh, if anyone contacted him about living in this house. Yeah, because these uh, are just giant red flags saying, I don't want a roommate. No, these are just, uh, do you want to live in a bummer? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is really a... Um, this I think is, Bean would like it. This is not like yelling. Fine, yeah. Everybody reads. Everyone this is a reads. monastery is what it's it is. It's a monastery, yeah. You go to bed early. He wouldn't, um, he wouldn't deal well with the no TV, though. No, That's I would true. not at all. That's true. Um, no cigarettes. How about mindfulness and exercise? No Wi-Fi. Oh, <gasps> Use public library when necessary. What? He's Amish. No, uh, no white light. Get used to the dark. What? He is Amish. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> no uh, frozen meals or fast food. Nutritious stuff instead. This is fake. I think so, too. It's got to be. I think people live like this. I don't mm-hmm. think. I think this isn't out of control. I mean, it's out of control to ask other people to do it with that, you. Yeah, yeah. That's but I, thing. but I think that he, people do live like this. So he's looking for like-minded people and can't afford his house by himself. Yes, that's well, he's exactly looking right. For how many roommates? Five, five to six. Five or six. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Please. Get you know my picture. You know my picture living like this Ooh. is, and I don't know why his name just came to mind. This sounds like how Henry Rollins probably lives. You have never watched any of his Instagram videos. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I haven't. <laughs> no. He's so good on Instagram. Yeah. But doesn't he seem like a guy who would be extremely disciplined and not waste a lot of time and just be serious about himself and his life? No? 
Yes, but he's not as serious as everybody thinks. Yeah. He's got a great sense of humor. I see okay. this more as like Sting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but Sting doesn't seem like he'd be so hardcore to... No. Land the sex. I think sure. of this as Brandon Boyd. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Not a bad I feel guess. like we're all just naming people. We are now, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it does go on and on, believe it or not. There are more rules? There, there are more, yes. Seven oh, my pages. God. The uh, the comments include, part of me wants to move in just to see how it all unfolds. The rest <laughs> of me believes it's the beginning of a cult. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the general consensus is, this man sucks, and I hate this so effing much. So I don't know if he's going to get much reaction to that. But, uh, hey, if it sounds like someplace you'd like to live, buy a one-way ticket to Sydney, Australia. Mm. So now we have to fly ourselves there? Well, nobody's going to pay That's for you to fly to It's not a scientific experiment. Look, yeah. It's a cult. I'm just saying. Yeah. Let's talk about today's Kevin and Beecho, shall we? Or, here's another idea that's going to be very controversial. You could shut the f*** up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> On the program today, Lana Del Rey. Wow. Will be joining yeah. us in the 7 o'clock hour. She rules. She's delightful. New album comes out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Nice. Pretty exciting. Uh, get up on this with Jensen, mm-hmm. which we do on Thursdays. Uh, Kobe versus Shaq. What? What century are we living in? Right? Mm-hmm. A lot of talk going back and forth. Uh, are you ma- going to refight the Civil War next? What's happening? Why are we digging up old feuds? Good reference. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Bean makes his guess. And we have uh, our feature fruit. What's up? So we're going to do that this morning. <laughs> that's going to be very contentious, by the way. Yeah, that's going to be rough. Honestly, I yeah. think it's going gonna, it's gonna to set party lines. I think so. People laugh it off as if it's nothing, but it, I'm, it's something, people. It's very important. I, I mean, mean, the people... Nuts don't- what's up. Tear the nation apart. It, it really did. Was changed rough. everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and don't get me started on these watermelon people either. By no, the way. Me, same. So okay. Pascal, what's up? <laughs> That's coming up this morning. We'll take a break. We will come back with what's happening next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. Hey, Ali McKay. Hey, Bean. What's going on with your own self? Well, this is kind of fun. You're at the University of Texas. You walk into your class for radio and television film. In the fall, and you look at your teacher and you're like, is that Matthew McConaughey? Yeah, yeah, it definitely Mm. is. Because the Moody College of Communications at the University of Texas has announced that Matthew McConaughey has been appointed as a professor of practice. All right, all right, all right. Here's the thing. He had done um, some visiting instructing in 2015. He was co-teaching a script to film class. Oh, I was all getting ready for this. Yeah. He's the main teacher, you guys. What? Really? The university says that McConaughey has developed the UT's course curriculum, which provides behind-the-scenes view of each stage of a film's production. How fun would that be to learn from someone that, uh, let's be honest, has an Academy Award? He knows what he's doing. He's been in a ton of stuff. And he earned his film degree from that school in 1993. He is uh, Texas through and through, by the way. That's oh. a man who will never, ever not live in Texas. He's an icon. Yeah, Absolutely. He, he like, sits on the bench at basketball games, at UT Texas games. They let him sit there. and he, Really? Yeah. He's basically like the Drake for the Toronto Raptors of the UT basketball team. But he only likes that team. He doesn't like whatever team's winning. Or little girls. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, true. <laughs> um, I'm going to say uh, something controversial about uh, Matthew McConaughey, who's oh, had a no. fantastic Uh-oh. career. I still believe that Dazed and Confused is his greatest performance. Wonderful in it. Uh, he but certainly I feel like is great in it. That is a hot take. Yeah. I feel like he was just kind of playing himself in that. I'll I feel say like that's uh, most of the time. Can I throw True Detective out? 
as that's, I think. That would be my yeah. runner-up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was phenomenal in that. Yeah. Time to Kill. Good Wolf movie. of Look. Wall Street. Uh, none of us have named uh, what he won the Academy Award for, oh. which was Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, right. That's oh. an intense movie. He's just been great yeah. in everything. All right, so I guess what we're saying is we like him and we wish that I would take we that were class. still in college. Yeah. And also, like, remember when he got arrested for, like, playing the bongos naked? Yes. That would be the best college friend. That's what you wanted a college Love professor. It. Absolutely. Absolutely. All join, right, join all friend. right, all right. Remember when that was weird news? <laughs> and Daddy just said all right yeah. weird? Yeah. That and then he was just naked playing oh, yeah. the bongos. But saying all right weird was news. Yeah. Like, what a different life we live. We sure do. <laughs> we sure, sure do. Uh, this is awful news. Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank is Ooh. mourning the loss of two people after a boat accident over the weekend. Oh, no. This was up in Canada, and his boat crashed into another boat. He said, late Saturday night, I was a passenger in a boat that had a tragic collision with another craft that had no navigation lights on and then fled the scene of the accident. I am cooperating fully with authorities. Um, apparently, his uh, wife was driving the boat. She took a DUI test the night of the accident and passed this, according to his reps. And then another person on his boat received stitches at the hospital before being released. But yeah, yeah. Tragic boat accidents. Yeah, you don't hear that a lot. No, not a good situation. You can't be out at night in the water without lights on. No. You just can't. You're, somebody's going to run into you. That is a uh, very savvy analysis. Okay. And exactly what happened. <laughs> you guys, Ed Sheeran is going to take an extended break after this marathon tour of his. So he had the last stop of his Divide Tour earlier this week. And he told his fans, it's my last gig for about 18 months. He has to count money. Here is what he wrote on Instagram when he was reflecting on his experience. He said, 9 million people, 893 days, 46 countries, 175 cities, 260 shows, 268 touring crew, 19,000, or I'm sorry, 193,265 miles traveled, two broken arms, three marriages, four babies. What a wild ride this Dubai tour has been. Yeah, at the end he was just making stuff up. (laughs) Now, will his... um spot under the bridge still be available? You think somebody you else has moved in by now? are a horrible human. And also, um, didn't they get the ring back? He doesn't have again, to go out on that journey. He's not uh, Gollum by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a, a human man. And Rick Moranis is eventually going to have to answer as to what he did to him. He did not shrink down. He, oh. is a, he is an actual human, not a troll, owns multiple homes. He <laughs> doesn't live under a bridge. Have the other elves had to keep making he the cookies without him? He does not make cookies in the goddamn tree. And Santa has to be like, where's Ed? He is not an elf. He does not make toys. You guys are all from hell. He's such a delight. (laughs) Remember when we found out that he bought all the properties around his one home because people were complaining that About his noise? music was too loud. Yeah. He's like, why don't I just buy your home? That's Beat pretty it. strong. Yeah, but those houses are so small. <laughs> oh my God, they're and, huge and houses. Honestly, how much do you have to pay a Smurf? They don't even need money. Again, not a Smurf either. Mm. You guys, he's a, real, he's a human man. I agree to disagree. Okay. All right. He is the last Munchkin alive, by the way, he is from Wizard not, of Oz. I don't know if you guys know that. Going down the Yellow Brick Road, <laughs> he is a full-size human. Granted, smaller than most. 
Rest in peace, the whole guild. He is alive. So, oh, are all the Lollipop Guild? I they're think all they're dead? all dead at this point. Oh, give us a call if you're not. No, don't call, in. No? don't call in. Okay. No. Some birthdays for you from Glee, Screen Queens, a bunch of other stuff. Leah Michelle, Carla Gugino. How lovely is she? She's great. She mm. is wonderful. Remember when she came in? She smelled really good, too. I don't remember oh, what she hmm. smelled like. This schnoz, I remember. Okay. All right. Uh, and Chris Taylor from the Dodgers, and that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Kevin, you're going to take us back to the early 2000s, I assume, for well, the story. not really. I'm just going to take you back to very recently when Kobe did an interview that were supposedly Kobe and Shaq are now feuding again because Kobe was on stage. So I had the audio of Kobe being interviewed. It was at a... Life insurance convention, aka something sure. where he makes millions in to Vegas. Speak. Yeah. yeah, yeah. George W. Bush was another speaker. Yeah, by that the makes way. sense. Yeah, so they pay a ton of dough. So they're sitting up on stage, and he's interviewing him. He's not a sports guy. He's not an NBA guy. Nothing. And he's talking to uh, Kobe about Shaq, and he's talking to Kobe specifically about his work ethic. Who would Shaq be if he had your work ethic? He'd be the greatest of all time. If Shaq had your work, he'd ethic, be the greatest of all greatest time. Greatest of all time by For sure. Mind. He uh, he'd be the first to tell you that. For sure. I mean, this guy was a, a force like I have never seen. I mean, it was crazy. So now he goes on to list things that I think, knowing Kobe, for him, are positives about Chad. <laughs> he did not care. He was mean. He was nasty. He was competitive. He was vindictive. I mean, he was, yeah. I wish he was in the gym. I would have had 12 rings. He had the work ethic. Oh my God, yeah. We ain't be close. Are you it's a, a weird a, clapping. Applauding is, the diss? Or it is strange. <laughs> trying to figure out where the compliment or the diss is. The first thing I want to point out is he's, I mean, he didn't count seasons and he's not for real saying that they would have won 12 championships. He's just saying if Shaq worked harder, mm-hmm. yeah. things would have gone a lot better. And if they and hadn't I think that's had. true. I do too. Yeah. And if they hadn't had that feud to the point where Shaq demanded to be traded too, right. they would have stayed together a lot longer and it would have been more of a, a Jordan Pippen situation where they would have, you know, created an even bigger dynasty. But in right. real life, they are, I think, the greatest guard center combo of all time. Wow, that's even, a whole different even category. with e- maybe even the best pair of all time. I don't know. I mean, I know Jordan and Pippen clearly had more uh, more rings, more rings, but I, I I do think they were this most exciting. I feel like Stockton and Malone had better shorts. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. L- let me say this also because um, I- I'm not doubting what Kobe is saying here, and it sounds like Shaq has admitted as well that he didn't have the same work ethic as Kobe. But very few professional that's athletes say, yeah. have e- have had the work ethic of Kobe. Bryant. No one. Does. You know what I mean. Yeah, so even if Shaquille O'Neal had slacked off a little bit, Kobe would still be giving him a little side eye here. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like Shaq even slacked off even more than that, like to the point where he wouldn't even stay in shape. And there's really kind of no excuse for that if you're a professional basketball player. Yeah, but isn't there, like, isn't there something to be said about having a personal life? Like, Kobe Bryant admits to having no friends and stuff. Yeah, Yeah, of course. He clearly was a machine that I don't think anyone really wanted to be. So when Shaq has fun and becomes a spokesman for, like, stupid hemorrhoid cream, that's (laughs) That's because he's an exciting personality that Kobe doesn't have. Yeah. Yeah. So there's something to be said about that kind of like balance in your life. 
and Shaq can, you know, blow off steam in the offseason by putting out a rap record or making yeah. a movie or something like that because, yeah, you're right. It's a little more round, you know, grounded way to live. I, I suspect that Kobe, the day after they win a championship, is back in the gym yeah. the next day. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not what any of us wants to do. No. No. We want to see insane. him do that. Yeah. <laughs> so then it continues. You I don't care, you bro. Listen, me, I'm me and Shaq talk, question. sit down all the time, and I say, dude, if your lazy ass is in shape. I hear you saying all the time, and he oh, takes I, it. I tell him all the time. I'm asking this question for a different reason. The fact that you say the work ethic side, if he would have worked that hard as I did, do you think if he would have had the same level of commitment to the game as you did? This is where he asked your question, B. You guys would have had fewer feuds between each other? Yeah, because I, I, listen, I don't, I don't deal with people that don't commit at that level, but then act as if they do. I don't deal with that. I don't. Like, we, we, we used to get into stuff all the time because it was like, he would say, okay, Kobe's not throwing me the ball. And, you know, media would take it and run with it and all sorts of stuff. And I'm like, well, bruh, if you were in shape, by the time I run down on a fast break and run back and then run down, you're still coming down the first time, bruh. <laughs> like, what the hell do you want me to do? Right? So a lot of our contention came, came from, from that. that. Came from that. And even though he was older, you were still f- confronting him. You didn't. You didn't care. Oh, I didn't care. Man, can, one, I, can you? I knew for can you sure. hear? Can you hear the excitement in the interviewer's voice? That he's he, trying to act like he's not excited, but he knows this is going to get picked up everywhere. Yeah, of course. And he's just like a corporate speaker. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And even though he was older, you were still f- confronting him. You didn't. You didn't care. Oh, I didn't care. Man, listen. Day one, I, I knew for sure. Rick Fox, my teammates, they all thought I was absolutely crazy. The day me and Shaq got in the fist fight. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I don't think I heard about that. I'm sorry, did you say fist fight? Wow. Uh, by the way, I'd pick a Shaq in that one all day. Sure. You don't get in a fight with Shaq. It's no. crazy. Yeah. No, I feel like uh, I feel like Shaq could palm Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> he probably could. It's the only way Kobe would not want to compete with Shaq is in a, in a fist fight. But then he doesn't really go on about the fist fight, although he does talk about a situation in uh, Phoenix when they were playing the Suns, and Shaq was young, and Kobe wanted the ball inside, and Shaq wouldn't, I mean, uh, Kobe would not give it to him. Mm-hmm. Fist fight. Oh, oh, I'm not backing down. Listen, either you, you want to whip my ass, or I'm a, we're going to have a night. But, hey, no. Hey, <laughs> this is all coming back to me right now. This is also a game in Phoenix. My first year, we were playing, and <laughs> he kept posting up. But they kept fouling him, so he kept going to the free throw line and kept missing him. By the way, that's my biggest complaint about Shaq. You I love Shaq. hated mm-hmm. it. But this is something that kids can do on a playground. It's the only thing they can do is make free throws. Listen, in Anyone his defense. Anyone can make free throws. In his defense, centers across the board have problems with free throws. And anybody that tries enough can work free. Their they hands can make are too big. BS. Their hands not are too it. big. I'm not buying it's it. It's hard. So they're in Phoenix. <laughs> he's getting fouled. He's shooting free throws and he's missing. Mm-hmm. So what does, Sha- uh, what does Kobe do? So he throw the ball out to me. I'm not throwing that <laughs> back in there. Right? So I kept shooting him, right? So we get in the timeout. He's like, hey, hey, uh, hey, I'm open. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so we go out, same thing. Come, hey, 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 I'm open. Okay. There you go. <laughs> come back in. Hey, dude, you got to throw me the ball. I said, man, f- that. Get it off the rebound if I miss, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I told him this. First year. 18 years old, man. 18 years old. <laughs> and I must have been out of my damn mind. <laughs> I mean, that's what you love and hate about Kobe. You love mm-hmm. that he wants to have the ball. You love that he wants to shoot it. Also, he didn't pass a lot. But then, in his defense, I always thought this. He had players who he would pass it to and they wouldn't make a shot. Mm-hmm. I'd rather Kobe 
tried at that point. It was a really difficult situation, I think. But then Shaq responded on Twitter, you would have had 12 if you passed the ball more, especially in the finals against Pistons. Hashtag facts. Ouch. Mm. <laughs> But it sounds like this is good nature. Yeah, yeah but, they still is. but they still poke each other. They poke each right. other. I think it's in good nature, but I think there is a base frustration with each mm-hmm. level that's always yeah. been there mm-hmm. and it's always going to be there. Then Shaq says, you don't get statues by not working hard. So then Kobe responds, don't get it confused. Because Kobe's saying all the media is trying to whip this into nothing. He's into something. He says, don't get it confused. He was still the hashtag MDE, most dominant ever. And then Kobe added, despite what some people want to believe, he said, there's no beef with me and Shaq. I know most of the media want to see it. It ain't going to happen. Ain't nothing but love there. And we're too old to beef anyway. Hashtag three Pete. And then Shaq responded, which what, what I thought was the best tweet of the entire thing, which is, it's all good, bro. When I saw the interview, I thought you were talking about Dwight. Oh, meeting Dwight Howard. Which, by the way, is the easiest place everyone can meet. We all hate Dwight Howard. Right? We can all agree on that. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Bean makes his guess. Bean makes his guess, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Bean makes his guess, yeah. Who gets penis slapped? Bean is a dick. Pretty dope, man. Just wanna tell ya. I am the dumbest human that ever lived. Now it's time for Bean makes his guess. Yes. Talk to Omar about some of the it's the perfect. Oh, we did. We, we talked last week. Open, mm-hmm. really? Perfect. Yeah, we, yeah. we asked him last week, and he said it's all good. Doesn't need editing. Just doesn't seem appropriate. I. Mm. Um, you guys, uh, there was an article on uh, krock.com last week that we mentioned uh, briefly about the red and the hot and the chili and the peppers, right. who have been a band since the early 1980s and have been touring mofos. And Setlist FM put together, as they do, by the way, for all bands, it's a great website to know, they put together the most performed songs over their career of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. The most songs performed that, songs. Yeah, the songs that they have done the most times. So this is an unusual B makes this guess because you already know what number one is. That is their most performed song. They have done that song 933 times in concert. And by the way, you wonder what sometimes why artists don't want to play their greatest hits. Can you imagine? Yeah, but every stop, that's what people want to see. People want to see it, yeah. Almost a thousand times they've done that song. So that's number one. So what I thought we'd do is fill in the rest of the list. So you'll get a point for numbers two through 11 this time since we've already given you number one. So that's the topic here. The most performed Red Hot Chili Pepper songs in concert. And Kevin, as usual, we go to you first. Yeah, kiss. you can't kiss. say that word. Kiss. I can't, wow. kiss. Wow. I can't believe you just kiss. said that. You literally just made old man Ruben jump four feet. And <laughs> sucked my kiss. Was wow. Like, wow. Uh, it's... It's a great guess because it is number 11 on the list. So you get a point. And it is, uh, it is Kiss. Uh, just, Kiss, uh, that's what I said, sure. Kiss. Yeah, okay. All right, Kevin. I thought, I've never wow. thought I'd say these words. Kevin is on the board, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, beer Mug, you're up next. First of all, I wasn't aware that our radio station played the Red Hot Chili mm. Peppers. It's a surprise How to all of us. You? Once in a great while, mm. we'll pull that out. I'm going to go under the bridge. Under the bridge, ladies and gentlemen, is number two. Right. Their second most performed song ever. But what a difference from Give It Away. 933 plays for Give It Away Under the Bridge, 743. Oh, wow. 
which surprised me a lot. Remember All when right. they played Wiener Roast and they played no songs anyone had ever heard of? I sure do. <laughs> Deep yeah. cuts the whole time. That was oh, a fun day. I thought when they didn't awesome. perform. They played no songs. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was another time, right? It's a different time, yeah. Uh, Allie, this is unusual, but it's one-to-one going to you. Yeah. Uh, Californication. Number three. Number three. Well done. All right, Kevin, can you repeat? Tell me, baby, one more time. <laughs> um, you mean t- hit me? No, tell me, baby. Tell me, baby. Oh. oh, just tell me, baby. Hey, I said it. It was uh, a, a great guess. It is not in the top twenty, believe it or not. It's not wow. even in the top twenty, but good guess nonetheless. Kevin is playing, you guys. Yes, he he's is. in it to win it. Mm-hmm. Mugsy, snow. I'm sorry. Snow was number 17 on the list. Oh. Not a bad guess, but not a point. Allie McKay. Uh, what about when they do a cover song? Oh. Roller coaster of love. Say what? <laughs> That's a good one, but no, not on the All list. Right. Uh, I'll say no more. All right, uh, Kevin. Bone to squeeze. You don't mean soul to squeeze. Soul to squeeze. What is, I got a what bone. Is on, that's what I mean. What soul. is on Kevin's soul. mind today? Soul. Squeezing two, bones. That is two penis-related mm. guesses already Listen. today. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, soul to squeeze was number 15. Number 15 on the list. Good guess, though. Nonsense. Mugs, you guys are missing a lot of Red Hot Chili Pepper songs that we play a lot. From the Conehead soundtrack... Scar tissue. Oh, dang it! That was my next. Scar tissue. Number five. Wow. Number five. So have we gotten one, two, three, four, and five? I don't I know. You're so. keeping track. I believe. I'm so. really not. I'm not keeping track. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, Allie. Uh, Danny California. Danny California is a great guest, but number twelve. All right. Just outside. Yeah. Just outside. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go around one more time. Kevin, your final guest, please. Can't stop. Won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Number six. Thank you. Number six. All right, Muggs, your final guess. Higher ground. Higher ground is another great guess. Oh, my gosh. Number 13. (laughs) Number 13. Very close. We're missing a lot. What are we missing? Four in the top ten? Allie, your your final guess. I'm out. You got no more songs? No. Uh, Anyone keep track of the score? Uh, Muggs. <laughs> Muggs has two. Kevin has two. We're tied? You're tied. Why wow. don't we go one For more the round? Lead? One Kevin, more what round. I think Kevin would rather take a tie <laughs> <laughs> than go for a win. Here's, a, here's a, some of the songs, by the way. Some of the songs that did not make the top 20 include Aeroplane, Dark Necessities, Zephyr Song, Adventures of Rain Dance, Maggie. Those did not make. Uh, uh, Soul to Squeeze, I mentioned, was number 15. Parallel Universe was number 14. Then Higher Ground, Danny California, number 12. Suck My Kiss, number 11. Around the World, number 10. Around the World! Oh. Other Side, number 9. Oh. Other Side. Uh, right on Time, number 8, which I think is probably the most obscure. Then Me and My Friends, number 7. Number six, can't stop. Number five, scar tissue. Number four, did anyone say by the way? No. No. By the way. Uh, number three, Californication. Number two, Under the Bridge. And mm. number one, give it away. So we'll declare this one a tie. This has been B Makes Us Guess. B Makes Us Guess, yeah. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, K Rock. It's Thursday. That means Jensen's here with Get Up on This. Get Up, get on up on this. Get up. 
This week is Labor Day weekend, right? Correct. We are so excited to have this extra day off from work. We will be off air for a couple days, which is a good feeling for us. Mm -hmm. But boy, that's got to be tough on the listeners. They don't have anything to listen to. You know what I mean? I think they're fine. Yeah, I think everyone's going to be okay. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a nightmare. Oh, right, that's what we mean. It's a nightmare. It's going to be a total nightmare. I hope nightmare. no one um, decides to do anything harmful to themselves. Because they're going to be missing broadcast oh. professionals. But I have to get you up on two things okay. to listen to while you miss us. All right. First up. With the loss, oh, this noise. I mean, don't get up on they making just a sound drill stage. during the segments, or oh my god! All right, gosh. here we go. <laughs> With the Clippers now being a NBA top three team, right? Yes. These days, if you're a Clippers fan, you don't even know what this is like. This is all new territory for you. You're used to absolutely dismal years of an owner slash racist slash garbage person, Donald Sterling, but a new podcast is making sure you don't forget about those times. Oh, no. And it is really great. Mm -hmm. It is tremendous. It's 30 for 30 podcast through ESPN, and it has an all-new season, and it's called The Sterling Affairs. Now, it's yes. The whole season is on The him? whole season. Wow. Uh, this story is rooted in basketball. Let's admit that. But it is truly so much more. It chronicles the life of the former L.A. Clippers owner and his rags-to-riches story, which has some inspirational moments in it. Mm -hmm. He did become the biggest real estate mogul in Los Angeles history, doing it in a very racist way. Uh, and the turmoil you get into about his downfall as this rich dude, yeah. this billionaire. Uh, and it's all done in grueling detail by ESPN senior writer Ramona Shelburne, who is so impressive with this documentary. It is uh, painstakingly detailed. Wow. You get into so many things that you didn't know, even if you think you know the story. All I know is worst owner in sports history. And this won't and help that theory. That's this all is, I know. This, him and Marge Schott can Marge Schott? Yeah. Like, battle for that. There's some other ones hidden, yeah. too. Uh, listen, you follow the story in real time in L.A. as it happened. Like I said, basketball is the backdrop, but obviously this means so much more to race relations mm -hmm. and misogyny and the messed up lives of billionaires, which has only become more prominent since the Donald Sterling controversy. Uh, he saw himself as the West Coast Donald Trump. So much so that wow. he hired a publicist at one point in the 80s to get him covers that said the West Coast Donald Trump. And you won't see... That was see a specific job for very someone? Very specific. And you won't see much of a difference between them after you hear this podcast documentary. <laughs> it features interviews with Clippers coach Doc Rivers, former Clipper players like Blake Griffin and Olden Polonese, legendary announcer Ralph Lawler, NBA commissioner Adam Silver, and most importantly, the gem of the podcast, Donald's wife and business partner, the oh. enigma that is Shelly Sterling. Why? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you hear a lot of those clips. Uh, from his upbringing to when he bought the Clippers uh, to his initial good intentions to eventually running the team into the ground and not caring. As I said, you will learn so much. Even I, as a Clippers diehard, didn't know that Jerry Buss got a loan from Donald Sterling to buy the Lakers. What? Yeah, that's these are wow. all facts you don't wow. know. As a Laker fan, will I be interested in this? As, as a even as Is someone, it just a fan of... Listen, if you're a Clippers fan, you'll love how much you've grown. Right. If you're a Lakers fan, you'll love how garbage we were the whole time. Yeah. Well, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't the team. It was just him. It was really <laughs> great, and you'll love it. Uh, and also, when Sterling first bought the San Diego Clippers, right, because he didn't buy it in L.A., uh, he would try to find any possible way to save money. Here's a clip from the podcast explaining just that. I remember one time Donald Sterling asked the coach of the Clippers why he had to pay for the players' socks. Can't they get their own socks? And... You know, trying to explain to him that we go through a box of tape every day. Well, can't we reuse the tape? It was always about trying to save money. It's all about, I don't have to pay, make other people pay. You got the feeling that he was 
just didn't understand the business, was naive about it, or maybe he knew exactly how things operated and was just trying to find a way to save his money. I but mean, every one of those things is a tiny, tiny, tiny amount of money. Oh, he don't care. Donald Crazy Sterling didn't care. Tape. Uh, it gets deep into the V. Stiviano stuff and, and also has a great kind of twist ending. It, it, I'm telling you, this is beyond the story you think you know. All right. And, what does that mean? And, and gets you up to date <laughs> All right. on where we are now. So, again, that is the 30 for 30 podcast, The Sterling Affair, Season 5. Secondly, Yesterday marked the 10th anniversary of the passing of the incredible DJ AM, who tragically passed away at age 36 of an overdose. And many K-Rock artists did collaborate with AM, right? So most notably, Travis Barker. Uh, But AM was was really the first DJ to become a pop culture phenomenon. Uh, The the thing we know now where these DJs are sort of like the rock stars of today, that did not exist. AM was the first person to get that big money Vegas residency that now is almost like the uh, coming of age for a DJ. Uh, Without him, the entire culture would be different, right? But above all else, in my opinion, he was the greatest DJ of all time. We sort of came up together uh, in the hip-hop scene, and truly, I've never had more fun with a DJ or cared about a DJ as much as I did uh, with AM in the early 2000s. So to mark the 10 years, uh, a guy named DJ Kevin Scott, uh, a very close friend of Adam's and a collaborator, released a new mix, an unheard oh, set of AM from 2005 that they recorded together from his house. Now, Kevin has been releasing mixes uh, over the past 10 years pretty frequently, so it's surprising to see that he had one that he was holding on to. He made this mix to start selling at gigs in Vegas for $40 because AM loved making money. Uh, and it would have been worth it to spend that kind of money. At the same time, he was signing a record deal with Jimmy Iovine at Interscope Records, where Jimmy had decided, after seeing him at a club, we got to put these in stores. We got to put these CDs in stores. And AM at that point went forward trying to make these unclearable tracks, like from U2 or or No Doubt, these mixes that were never going to get cleared in stores. And he was going to try his hardest to do it through Jimmy. So this is a mix to get ready for that record deal. 52 tracks, 64 minutes, all turntables, none of it laptop yet, which is now sort of the Mm -hmm. uh, cornerstone of DJing. It's near complete. It's not fully done, right? Tons of K-Rock music on it, including Modest Mouse, Phantom Planet, uh, Beastie Boys, White Stripes, but also in his signature style, mixing in with Jay-Z, Snoop Dogg, Missy Elliott, Prince. It's not mixer mastered, so keep that in mind. They, okay. wanted, they wanted to keep it exactly how AM did it. It also has a very small, never heard before Michael Jackson part. What? That might not be appropriate nowadays, <laughs> post-trial. But it's a signal of the times and what was going on. It is available now and perfect for your Labor Day parties, okay? It's currently at djamlives.com. We should put that up on our socials as well, at Kevin and Bean, uh, and on krock.com when they eventually put up the get up on this. But it's at djamlives.com, uh, and you can get that. So, listen, two things for you to listen to this weekend while your favorite, most important radio show is off the air, okay? Get up on this, 30 for 30 season five the sterling affairs that's a podcast i'm not a racist okay and i've never okay. been a racist he definitely is <laughs> he definitely was uh and also the unreleased dj mix from dj kevin scott those are the things to get up on get up get on up on this get up Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. The New York Times says in the last decade, Lana Del Rey has exploded into one of the most consistent album artists and world builders of this decade, aesthetically presaging pop musics and the world's turn toward opiates and the apocalypse. I didn't understand half of that. I don't know what any of that means, but I do know that Lana Del Rey is dope, and we are delighted to welcome her back to the Kevin and Bean Show. I mean, you could not have sounded more like a narc (laughs) saying dope. (laughs) 
She's dope. Lana's dope. Hey, Lana. <laughs> she may be dope, but you shouldn't say it. Okay. Hello, fellow kids. I think that's the point. <laughs> Hello, children. Do like you guys smoke the weed? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so dead already. I'm over already. That's it. That's it. Thanks for coming. We yeah. appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is great to see you. You seem to be in a in a very good place right now on the eve of yeah. the new album coming out tomorrow. You're feeling good. I know I know all the albums are your babies, but this one is the youngest, so it's the cutest and the one you love the most, it's right? It's so true. I do love all my youngest children the most as they are first sure. put yeah. out into the world. Yeah. You were finished with this album last year? Uh, no. Did I read I, that right? No. Um, no, well, I, I, st- I definitely started last year, um, like last Jan, a mm-hmm. year, year and a half ago. A year ago, January, okay. And then I was pretty much done, I'd say, in June, but definitely putting... Putting some final touches on on it. Is up that until. difficult to stop putting final touches on it? It is for me. I would think so. Yeah. You would always be thinking, oh, I could make that better if I just did that one thing. Well, and along the lines of being kind of an album artist, you, for me, I do make the vinyl. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, for instance, like the Abel from The weekend. like mm-hmm. he can finish that night and, and just put it out the next day. But That's I true. really make physical copies so i have to be done 90 days before the release date which kill it kills me because mm. i always think of something oh great yeah, like, you have 90 days I to question 90 everything 90 days to think about everything yeah yeah that's brutal yeah is this the first time you work with uh, your producer jack atmouth yeah it is did you you knew him before obviously everybody in music seems to know jack uh yeah i i really didn't know him that well i had met him eight years ago uh i was i think i was coming out of an elevator he was going into the elevator at um, uh, Emil Haney's studio who helped produce my, my one of my, fir- my first albums. You have okay. a lot of good memories. I have no... I, eight years ago, I couldn't tell you in a million years well, what happened. Well, I didn't remember either until oh, okay. I met Jack again a year and a half ago and he's like, remember me and the guys from Fun. <laughs> okay. We all had our glasses on and we were like, hi, Lana. <laughs> <laughs> did you pretend to know or no, did you really I, remember? As soon as he said that, okay. I vividly remember like three, you know, like sweet guys with the glasses like hi, we love video games. Because anytime I've ever said that to anyone, I know they're lying. No, I, I, I okay. did. You yeah. did remember. Very and sweet. he's um, and I, but I had never worked with him, and I wasn't writing when I met him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "If you have a day off tomorrow <clears throat> in New York, you should just come down and let's see what we cook up." And, um, and he kind of primed the pump a little bit. Yes. Oh, definitely. He was. He was like, I know I have good stuff for you, which no one ever says because I usually bring my stuff to them. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. We were. We've had him on the show a couple times, and you have? we are so. Yeah. And we mm-hmm. love, him. love him. We're so impressed with him. Just not I'm obviously as a, with him. as an artist, as a songwriter, as a musician, and as a producer, but just as a person, he just seems genuinely like so cool and nice and but with positive. All, but even with all those things being like Lana Del Rey doesn't come immediately to mind no. when you think no, of Jack. So what what was it that he came to the table with it sort of got you over that sort of pop hump I guess that he's best known for or getting Grammys for well I told him the same thing I was like I just you know because I very much do my own thing and mm-hmm. I'm pretty casual in the studio like if if it works it works but um he I, I guess the thing that was interesting was we went down to his studio and he played like a little progression of six chords and without being cheesy i asked him could i ha- can i ha- am i allowed to have those chords they were so beautiful so he was already in tune with you when you 
when he started playing If he wasn't in tune with me, he was just so talented quarterly that I... It's... It's like I just knew that if he was going to let me have those chords, then I had literally just gotten so lucky. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Look, sometimes people just click, you know, cr- creatively, personally, whatever it is. And you know yeah. it when you're in the in, in, in the right place at the right time with the right person, for sure. Uh, the album that we are speaking with Lana Del Rey about is called Norman Effing Rockwell. Uh, first album ever named after a guy born in the 1890s, do you think? That's a great question. Great question. We've all been it thinking can't. it, Pete. I mean, we've all been thinking it, and he it asked it. Be I've been working on it for months, wow. and you just tweeted it out, Pete. <laughs> Unbelievable. It Unreal. can't be. The reason I asked Lana is because, look, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but I think most people see that title, and they go, okay, this is some sort of a comment on idealized America versus yeah. real-life America. But hmm. do, don't you think that many, maybe even most or almost all of the people who buy your records have no idea who Norman Rockwell is? Mm, 50-50. You think? I feel like it's one of those names that's kind of like, uh, I mean, it's not like Elvis Presley, but it's it's, it's out there. It's up there, yeah. It means more than the name. I would think even people that don't know who that is, they mm-hmm. recognize the name at there, the very least. Or at least the there aesthetic. There is something yeah. familiar about yes. the name. Yes. Nostalgia in a couple words, I suppose. And yeah. then I like the effing in the middle just just to, just to go the other way just, just for a to second. Just let you know like <laughs> there's a little bit of a there's a little bit of lightness somewhere in the album and Well, I noticed you were smiling on the cover. Yes. I felt that was different. Where yeah, did, where, or or I'd say like smizing. Yeah, you've smirked. Smizing. You've yes. smirked. I don't know if that was a watching America's Next Top Model. <laughs> <laughs> but you've straight up smiled in this one. I mean, and I read it's a bit about like the humor that you brought to the record. But like, is that a conscious decision to do that kind of stuff? I found that I was smiling as I was singing, mm-hmm. which I, I do sometimes. Like in my last album when I was singing um, Love, uh, one, one of the first songs mm-hmm. I put out. Mm-hmm. Like I remember... You know, smiling. Look at these kids with their vintage music. Um, so, for the title track of Norman Effing Rockwell, you know, it's just the lyrics made me laugh. You know, it's like, God damn, man child, you f- me so good that I almost said, I love you. You know, it's just like, <laughs> I guess I was just cracking myself up. Why aren't you writing greeting cards, Lyle? <laughs> Thank Seriously. You. That's amazing. Thank you. Next, uh, foray. The, uh, the album will be available uh, everywhere tomorrow. By the way, does uh, and, uh, on all the digital services, but does that also include physical? Are we talking CD and vinyl tomorrow as well? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Great. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We have to take a very quick break. Lana, you stand by. We've got many more questions for you. Thank you again for coming. It's so great to see you. We'll be right back with Lana Del Rey right after this and the world-famous K-Rock. Thank you. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world-famous K-Rock. And we are sitting with Lana Del Rey here on the world-famous K-Rock. Uh, what was it? A couple years ago you played the weenie roast, Lana? I think it... Does it sound right? If it wasn't two, it was two, close three? to that. No, oh my God. De- definitely not three, yeah. Okay. That was your, fun. <laughs> your, people are, your people are passionate, man. They are. It was, it was you owned that crowd that day. So mm-hmm. I know it's a little late to say this, but thanks for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's we, our first chance, so... Okay. Hey, Listen, thank you for having me. I mean, honestly, the fact that, like, I don't want to say someone like me, but someone like me can come down and, like, play a show like that for an amazing radio station, not not in the plan and, and, and super beyond my wildest dreams. Like, it just feels like rock star stuff, and it's it was, like, a lot for me. I was nervous for that show, and... 
of course, I noticed like so many of the same kids up front that I see at a lot of the other shows. So right. it was really cool. But yeah. it, it is cool how much like uh, like rock music has sort of embraced you. Like I'm like when I look at people's Instagram, I like don't really care about the photos. I care about the comments. And boy, <laughs> right. Courtney Love comments a lot on your photos. Yes, yes. <laughs> she really is the top of the Lana Del Rey she fan is. club. Have you met? Like, have you hung out with her? Yeah, that's my girl. Yeah, you guys are like home. <laughs> I've never had a friend as close as you and Courtney Love are. We're homies. All right, based on Instagram alone. <laughs> yeah, and you both recorded season of the witch too. Is that a coincidence? I actually didn't know she recorded Season of the Witch. Yeah, Ooh. she did a nice job. And it's very different from your version, too. Which I'm is sure. Great song to check out. All right, you hit you hit on something that I wanted to ask you about, Lana, because you talked about how it's beyond your wildest expectations playing a show like that and the success you've had in your headline festivals and everything like that. Yeah. I just finished rereading Keith Richards' uh, autobiography, Life, which is maybe one of the best rock autobiographies ever written. Yeah, I and never he talk- read that. It's so great. But he talks about how much he pushed back on the pop star aspect of his job. He's like, look, I don't care about the TV shows and I don't care about the videos. I don't care about any of that stuff. I only want to make music. That's all I care about is making music. And everything else is a distraction for Mm. me. Um, You ever have any part of that? Or do you love being able to run the total package and make it a multimedia experience for yourself? I really like being in the middle of the mix. I just find sometimes, like, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be there because, like, I don't really know that all that many people, like, I don't know, like, I think of Father John Misty or, Mm -hmm. like, like you know the national or but then i do have friends who you know are super out there like ariana grande or you know i mean you have a song coming out with miley cyrus and ariana grande i do so you are definitely <laughs> riding the line between sort of being in that scene and yeah. not being in that scene yeah we out there you out yes, there no, you out there you can't be in the charlie's angels movie and not be out there that's correct <laughs> yeah, i get it have you seen the charlie's angels movie yet by the way um no we had three clips that we that we got it looks see. amazing oh. yeah yeah, yeah, it's going to be so fun. I mean, we've got geesh girl power to the nth degree. I would say. Yeah. Part of Elizabeth Banks directed, right? Yeah. yeah. Is yeah. part of the reason that you don't know if you're going to fit in or not because you sort of create your own lane? I think it's just the sound. Yeah. You know, like... Um, How will it mash with everything It's just else? so much slower. You know, sometimes, for instance, like when I played Glastonbury, you know, I, I was just like, it's going to be a lot of ballads, you know, is this, can I get the energy going in the same way, but a different way? Because like, I'm concerned about the crowd. Like, I want it to feel cool. Yeah, of course. And um, you can't really plan for it. So mm. I just never really want to be somewhere where, like, like, it's just a different vibe. Is there yeah. anybody that you hate to follow that you've followed? I yeah. think it's mostly always been... It's like Guar, then it's you mostly, would be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> or like Anthrax, Although, and then Lana. But like, you would be surprised. I'm sure they're big fans. I'm just saying, like, I wonder if you want to do that. Like, yo, the Guar just had a man eaten by a large manator. Do you want to come out and do Lana Del Rey songs? <laughs> no, actually, the first, like, one of the first big shows I ever did, I want to say it was somewhere like Ant- Antwerp. Oh, it was a classic rock fest. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm delusional. So I'm thinking, I'm going to fit right in. I can totally do this. Yeah. It was, I want to say, Springsteen. And I think Lionel Richie was there and someone else. And my shows have been going so well. And this was just right in the middle, a festival right in the middle of the summer. And I thought, this is going to be amazing. And the crowd was 
like stunned in a bad way. Oh no! I was oh. Well, you don't want to cross those Lionel Richie hardcore stands, man. You gotta be careful. <laughs> that they'll was. Co- they'll come at you. They will come at you <laughs> in foreign territory. It was shocking. That was probably my most shocking show where I I reevaluated what I was. Really? Doing. So you walked off and went, mm, no more Lionel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotta draw the line somewhere. Yeah. Uh, th- this is the voice of uh, Lana Del Rey. We're talking about Norming F and Rockwell, which is the uh, album that is coming out, available everywhere tomorrow. By the way. Here's a, here's a fun fact from Billboard magazine. Born to Die, one of your previous records, Lonnie, you probably yes. know this, is one of only three women in history. That album, one of you were one of three women in history on the Billboard chart to have an album spend at least 300 weeks on the charts. Mm-hmm. 300 weeks. Yep, I the heard that. The other two are Adele for 21 and Carole <laughs> King's Tapestry. How about that? That's that amazing. is crazy. That, that is, is crazy. That is what is that? I mean, even though you would say, who's Adele? But if I grabbed you as a teenage year and was like, you're going to be listed with Carol, K-, like, you know what I mean? Like, you would be like, this is insane. Like, yes. you wouldn't even come close to believing that. Mm, no, especially because, like, when I was younger, the women I knew who were older, like, Carol King, Tapestry, mm-hmm. Joni Mitchell, Blue. Mm-hmm. I mean, I heard that constantly and never really listened to too much of it until I was in college. Um... So those are like Bibles for like uh, total Bibles. for like my, all yeah. my therapists. Like every therapist <laughs> I've ever had, those are her favorite albums. Really? Yeah. You I know, it's like, like that Meryl Streep character, like the woman wearing no, like the blanket good, top. Though. Yeah. Like you they must love... have good. I do. Assistance. Numerous. <laughs> Numerous help is needed. So much. It takes a, a village. It takes a village. <laughs> um, we can't let you go without asking because we played it and I, I forgot to say something coming out. But um, people will be curious how you ended up uh, covering the Sublime song. That's such a huge hit for us on K Rock right now. Yeah. That's that's amazing. I'm. Thank you so much for playing that song. I did that song because the label I'm signed to uh, is producing the documentary about Sublime's life story. Interesting. So they asked a bunch of people to cover um, different songs, and I, you know, obviously said yes and went down. But I mean, I, d- I definitely thought about it just because I do love Sublime so much. And sure. Was like it's it's like probably one of the few things I don't want to. Oh, so you like it enough that you're afraid your involvement might? I listen. You to, just don't want to have any part. Of I that. listen to like a Sublime track probably every day. Driving, I'm just like that makes me feel cool. Yeah. Even when it's in my track listing, I'm like, oh god, it's the coolest one. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much California on this album. Oh, yeah. So much with, California. With mm-hmm. that song being Long Beach and then Venice Beach uh, and then the West Coast. I mean, there's so much California. Yes. Will you live here forever, Lana? That's so funny. Um, yeah, I think so, but <clears throat> I travel quite a bit, so I'm like in northern San Diego a lot. And uh, you go all the way to northern San Diego? <laughs> I wow. Do. Uh, what are, that 80 miles is a lot. It in is traffic. a lot. That's true in traffic yeah. for sure. That's, two, that's about, two days, right? That's, that's a true. lifetime. Of- <laughs> yeah, she brings like a canteen and a tent. She's like halfway camps. Too long. I, I do. Yeah, too long. And a Sherpa. Yeah. <laughs> all of those things. The songs that we've heard so far are so great. I agree. And we're, and we're so Thank excited you. to hear the whole thing tomorrow. And, Thank you uh, so much. I mean, we just uh, we just enjoy spending time with you whenever we can. We love catching up, and it's nice of you to include us in your very, very busy schedule, especially this week, so thank no, you. I'm not Anna. that busy. Thank you. Oh, sure. <laughs> it's right, album. We'll, we'll see you Monday, then. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. What? Were you already Miss Lana Del Rey? She's gone. Mm-hmm. She left. Yeah. Remember the Lana Del Rey times? 
I mean, you knew she was going to come in. And she wasn't not. joining the show. Right. It was I, kind of a joke at the end. Right. I was hoping. I was hoping. <laughs> she said she had not much to do. She may be coming back Monday. I don't know for sure. Okay. Yeah. I just... I've she did On the Way Out go, I'm not kidding. I really don't do much. I, this is a busy day for me, but not most other days. Like, yeah, she right. wanted to hang right. out, but... Well, so maybe she'd like to be on the show full time. I mean... Seems like a stretch, but okay. Yeah, I think she's got a job. We should look into it. Hey, um, I'm glad that we all had a good time and we're all think we're still friends um, because we're yucking it up with Lana because we're going to rip this show apart with Fruit What's Up. We need, some ground, we need yeah. some ground rules really for Fruit What's Up. I know. Up. I know we do. No personal attacks. Can mm-hmm. we start with that, right? By the way, there's no reason to bring up race or religion or ethnic uh, e- ethnicity. Mm-hmm. I mean, keep it cl- let's make it a clean fight, you guys. Yeah. Is what Kevin I'm saying. Kevin Offair was what? like, you peach-loving mother-effer. And I was like, Kevin, we <laughs> haven't even gotten into it. I don't even like peaches. It's so weird. F- fruit, what's up? Coming up just after 8 First Alley's got what's happening here on a Thursday morning. Well, when I saw this headline, I thought, uh, you better send this to Kevin immediately. Uh-oh. Boston Market is giving away one ton of mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Look, I love mac and cheese. What happened? You're right, Do you pass okay. out I'm ready to fall over? No, no, I'm good. You love mac and cheese, but maybe not one ton? Um, who could eat what ton of mac and well, cheese? One, you in about a year. <laughs> one devoted fan of Boston Market has a chance to win a literal ton of their favorite mac and cheese. Fantastic. This is all part of their new rotisserie rewards program, which awards bonus points to big spenders. Here's where I just went, well, no, you're not giving away a ton of mac and cheese because you have to earn 10,000 points. And then once you've earned those points, you could be the winner. Here's how you earn the points. One dollar equals one point. Oh, you have to spend $10,000. Oh, Come on, wow. Boston Market. F off. I didn't even know that Boston Market still existed as a chain. Oh, yeah, there's a few. Some of them have gone away from my neighborhood, yeah. so I don't go there very often Yeah, I don't anymore. see them much. But uh, it'll just start going if all I have to do is spend $10,000. Just go in and spend ten grand on one visit. <laughs> Crazy. Here's a tip. Yeah. Yeah, I can never be a part of that because I cannot give up junk food. It is just crazy. cater like a bunch of schools or something, oh, and then like you get it. Oh, mm-hmm. that's nice and that's my you. great news. Mm-hmm. You think they give you the whole the whole ton? Yeah. <laughs> well, funny you should ask. They Thank back you up for a asking. Truck? Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the thing. Um, Where do I put it? Whoever wins can decide if they want to play the long game and get their prize in sensible side dish portions until the dishes total two thousand pounds, or for those who relish the finer things all at once, you can get a bowl big enough to swim in. So who's getting that? Who's getting that? that so this is your first time dabbling in food. Oh, all right. Hmm. I I sent this article to Bean yesterday and said, hey, check this out. It's an article in Vulture on the director, Joel Schumacher. You might remember him, a Batman Forever, mm-hmm. Lost Boys, St. Elmo's Fire. He's done so many movies. But some of the things he gets into in this very wide-ranging interview are really interesting. He didn't hold much much back. No, he didn't. Uh, interview, Andrew Goldman asked him, have you ever guessed the number of partners you've had? And he responded, it would be in the double-digit thousands, but that's not unusual. <laughs> and the interviewer then said, oh, like 2,000, 3,000? And Schumacher corrected him by clarifying, that's not double digits. Double digits. That's single digits. Mm-hmm. He then narrowed it down, probably like 10 or 20. Good for you. Thousand. 10 to 20,000 is a pretty big thousand. range. Thousand. Good lord, sir. Um, but it's actually... How do they trying to make movies? I don't know. Uh, it goes into great detail. Um, his thoughts on Val Kilmer, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe he called him psychotic. Mm. Um, his thoughts on Tommy Lee Jones and how mean Tommy Lee Jones was to Jim Carrey during the filming of Batman Forever. It goes into all of it. Mm-hmm. And his friendship with Woody Allen as well. His ongoing friendship with Woody Allen. Yeah. yeah. It's a... Uh, it's a lot. It's and a also, lot MJ read. was good to him. Michael Jackson was good to him, so he doesn't know what ha- happened you know, behind scenes, he said, right, too. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, which brings me to this story, um, which I always enjoy when celebrities stick up for their other celebrity friends. Instead of doing the right thing with a friend and calling them out on their BS, John Stamos has largely refrained from weighing in on Lori Laughlin's legal troubles, um, but he's given the closest thing to a definitive statement on the matter to GQ in a new interview that was just published. He said, whatever happened, I'm pretty sure that the punishment is not equal to the crime if there was a crime. Whoa. Hot take. Um, <laughs> her and her Canceled. husband are accused of paying $500,000 to get their two daughters into USC by falsifying extracurricular activities. But they were on the polo team or something, weren't they? Was it water polo or soccer or something? Or fencing. One of them. Uh, They have pleaded not guilty to conspiracy to commit mail and wire fraud, conspiracy to commit money laundering, and both face up to 40 years behind bars if convicted. Here's the thing. You know what they could have done? They could have done what a lot of the other parents did and gone, oh, God, I screwed up. Let me do a plea deal. Mm -hmm. But no. They pretty much laughed in the face of our justice system and were like, <laughs> we're loaded. We're going to get off. Everything's going to be fine. So, uh, I mean, just looking at the facts of the case, wouldn't you as a friend be like, she screwed up. She'll figure it out. I love her still. She's a good friend of mine. Right. But to say or whatever no com- happened, At least no comment yeah, on that. I'm pretty sure the punishment is not equal to the crime if there was a crime. Is that what? Also, no punishment. This is yet. uncool, man. What We're still you, waiting. What yeah. are you doing? I don't like it. Is basically what I'm saying, you guys. I don't like it at all. Coming up, you guys. We're gonna talk about fruit. Ne- fruit. Well, yeah. We should just get right to it because it's it's gonna be a lot. I just can't hold back any longer. It's tearing apart the nation. Kevin keeps staring at me and doing the, like, cut your neck thing. Yeah, it's weird. It's, it's weird. so crazy. Yeah, and then when we catch him doing it, he acts Stops, like he didn't, like he do, didn't anything. do anything. It is creepy. Yeah, let's do fruit. What's up? And he's, he's pointing at his eyes and pointing at your eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, right? I, I see you. And I see he's mouthing, fruit. Fruit. That's what you think I'm mouthing. Nobody's oh, no. mouthing. Mm-hmm. No. Uh-oh. Thank you, Allie. <laughs> Some birthdays for you. Dodgers, Chris Taylor, Carla Gugino, and Leah Michelle. And that's what's up. Kevin and Bean on K Rock. All right, so we've agreed. This is it. This is it. Okay. We've it's agreed time. there's no personal attacks. This is right? it. Jensen, no personal attacks. I'm on. Let's go. Allie? Oh, you would say that to the Jew, Kevin. Allie, no personal attacks. I mean, if one of you says something stupid, I'm going to tell <laughs> oh, you. Yeah. See, this is where it breaks apart. Okay, okay, sorry. No, no personal Bean? attacks. Yes, no personal okay. attacks. We Mr. Got this. Poopy Pants. <laughs> and by the way, there are some other ground rules that I need to ask before we go to Daniel, okay. who started this lively debate. And that is, there are some, we're talking about fruit, what's up, okay? There are some th- fruits 
that are commonly considered vegetables. Okay, if you even say avocados and tomatoes are not allowed on this list, you are a fruit denier. Those are fruits. Tomato. So you, when you say commonly confused with a vegetable, confused. those are idiots that don't understand what got, a fruit and a vegetable is. We got 35 is. seconds until Allie called someone an idiot. <laughs> I mean, right. Come on. Um, don't you think most people consider tomatoes a vegetable? And most people yes. would be wrong. What? An avocado... It's a fruit. Uh, that's a fruit to be. Okay. Okay, so, fine. You want to leave those two out? No, no. I'm no, saying. No, no, no. Leave them out. Leave them we out. We don't have to. No, avocado just called it hates you. <laughs> I'm not trying to step on your gown here. I'm just saying I, we need to discuss because tomatoes are technically fruits, but a lot of people think they're vegetables. All right. The other thing I want to ask is where are we? I know nuts are technically fruits too. We're saying no nuts, but I want to ask for an exception for coconut. Because coconut oh, that. actually yeah, that is that's fine. I'll okay, because that's not like uh, asking for walnuts or something. No, right? no, so no, no. coconut is uh, is available to yeah, us. Yeah, we'll right? allow it. And then yeah. also, where are we sitting on? Uh, did we come up with a conclusion on avocado tomato? It's a no. Fine, we'll skip it. Okay, even though avocado should be number one. Uh, I'm fine wow. to keep it in. What do you think, Kevin? What's I'm fine your... keeping it in. Let's as well. keep it in. Yep. Let's keep it in. If yeah, people yeah. want to, if people want to use avocado and tomato, they can. All right. Let's go to Daniel. He's a Kevin and Bean Lister who started this whole debate because of one he had. Stupid Daniel. <laughs> Daniel, you almost broke the show up, buddy. I just want you to know that. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm right, and you're all wrong. Woo! Oh, it's on this garbage person. All right, Daniel. Uh, you you listen to us from New York, is that right? I do. Well, thank you for that. Long-time fan him. Appreciate (laughs) you so much. All right, so you sent us a tweet a a week ago or so that said, Fruit, what's up? Just had a lively debate with coworkers discussing our top five fruits. Tell us the conclusion that most of the office came to, Daniel. Uh, So the majority of the office, um, also known as those who are correct, uh, decided that watermelon was the best fruit. Asshole. Get off my phone. Okay, Wait. watermelon's not in my top ten. No. Look, here's the thing, though. I love watermelon. Love it. Could eat mm-hmm. it all day. Mm-hmm. It's not the top five. You know why you could eat it all day? Because it's... it's lightly tasted water. Yeah, it You're is. You're like, oh, is that Agreed. a whisper of a flavor? I love that, but uh-huh. it's not in the top five no. at all. Come it on, is. Daniel. Daniel it's, come it's, on. It's the LaCroix of fruit. You the barely best. taste it. And Daniel, Why is I'm it the best, Daniel? On a, on a hot summer day, there's nothing better than a nice piece of watermelon. If you go to a picnic and they have a fruit platter, you're going to pick out the watermelon. Fat. Not first. Not first, Daniel. I wouldn't pick it first. Yeah. And well, I'll also say wrong, this. Jensen. But wait a minute. I'd say, wait, so you're, it's a, it has to be a hot day now? Right, to make beer, this decision? Beer doesn't exist on a hot day, Daniel. Good luck, Alaska. <laughs> and, and how often, this is another thing I would say, how often are you having watermelon? Because my guess is you're having it fewer than every other fruit that's in your top five. Less yeah, often than you than you have any other fruit. Just like Christmas only happens once a year. <laughs> wow. Oh, I see. Wow, I see. It wouldn't be as great. All right. Well, did okay. you uh, discuss top five, or did you only try to get number one? We got top five. We think, well, we didn't agree on the top five, but we okay. discussed top five. All right. Okay. Mm. All right. These terrible people who picked watermelon. What else was in their top five, if you remember? Some people said like blueberries, which is just wrong. It's awful. Agreed. Blueberries are the worst. I, I like fruit. blueberries as well, but it's not top five. It's not top five. No. No. It's no. a it's a runner up fruit. Okay. Go ahead. All right. What else? Um, cherries came up, which I agree with. That's a lot of work for very little payoff. 
<laughs> cherries is my number two, you guys. Ooh. I am very strong on cherries. It's my number one. Same. You Whoa. are kidding me. Whoa. Cherries one. Love cherries. I love cherries, too, and we love have them em. in the house almost all the time. Same. Same. Regular Madness. thing I buy them all day, every day. Love cherry yep. pie. Love everything. Cherry Coke. Everything having to do with cherry, I love. They seem like the sunflower seeds of fruit. Like, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it is a lot of work, yeah. To oh, get to one it must small be thing. so tiring a, for you guys to eat a cherry. It's, it's not a lot of work. You, you <laughs> literally put it in your mouth and you just pull out just pull out the seed. It's That's a lot less do. work than, say, an orange, for God's sake. Yes. Well, orange isn't in my five, orange so that sucks. makes sense. Yeah. All right. You guys are communists. All right. So, cherry. Uh, Allie, is cherry in your top five? No. That's not we don't we can't even agree on cherry? No. No. Me neither. Whoa. All right, Daniel, what else? Mm. All right, so I'm just going down my top five at All this right. point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number three, grape. Uh that's my number two. It that's is my, in my number top five. five. Yeah. I've added number five. Kevin? I don't have that in my top five, but oh. I like it. Mm. Look, here's the thing. I like almost all fruit. I love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I eat fruit all the time. So all of these, like grapes, not in my top five, still love. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fruit of the Loom. Do you love Fruit of the Loom? I do, yes. <laughs> also, fruit of my loins? Can I, can, I throw so out, oh, can I throw out frozen grapes as a dessert? Love. Ooh, delightful. Ooh, that does add. That does add a bit. <laughs> All right, so so far we don't have a single fruit that's in everybody's top five. All right, what's the next one, Daniel? Uh, number four. Number one, baby. Nice. Number, number one, one baby. Number one. That's my number, number three. One. You're number one, too, B? Yes. My number, number one, three. pineapple. Jensen? Same. My number Same one. Number okay. Yes. Nice. My number one. Congrats, everyone. All so right. The are we agree- is over. Good night, everybody. <laughs> are we agreeing on pineapple as number one, then? Oh, it's definitely the show's well, number Daniel's one. Daniel's not. Okay. Daniel, you have one more, right? I have one more. Okay. All right. <clears throat> and only because it's piney. Mango number five. Oh, <laughs> my God. Can we file oh, a caller? Yes, we can. He's We've fine. done it before. File it. You go to hell, you son of a bitch. I will say that Mango's my number four, but I may have made it five had I known the pun. Mango number five, you guys. <laughs> he now loves that because of yeah. the pun. That's fantastic. All right, Daniel, so you just pretty much threw a Molotov cocktail in here, and you're going to hang up, and now we're going to have to deal with the fallout. Yeah, thanks a lot, Election Day 2060. We appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Daniel, listen to the podcast later if you're not streaming right now, because we're going to discuss further, okay? Uh, One more thing, though. But also watermelon, so I'm sorry. That cancels each other out. Up and down. Bye, Daniel. Uh, I want to say that uh, avocado is my three. Hang uh, on, Judson. we got to take a break because we're going to include some phone calls as well because I know that people have very strong thoughts on this. Okay. And then we'll reveal the rest in our top five. Melon's my five. Bye, guys. Melon (laughs) Melon. blows. I want melon nowhere near anything. Melon's the first thing I take out of a fruit salad. I'm with the lady. And And by the way, cantaloupe, too. Cantaloupe can eat, too, by the way. Cantaloupe can suck it. I agree, yes. (laughs) 1-800-520-1067. Why are you starting a fire, Allie? (laughs) Fruit, what's up? We'll take your calls next on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. So let's take one phone call. Where do we go? Do we want to go Jeff? Yeah, let's go to Altadina. Jeff Altadina. We're doing Fruit What's Up. We haven't revealed our top five yet, but most of us agree that pineapple is number one. Mm-hmm. We had a listener that started this controversy putting watermelon at number one. Nonsense. Which, which is in complete nonsense. Jeff, you wanted to weigh in on Fruit What's Up. What's happening? Hey, guys. Uh, the pineapple is a fine fruit, but the cherimoya is fantastic. What's a cherimoya? I would describe it as a mix, the taste of a guava and a pineapple, and it's delicious. It's a tropical fruit. Mark Twain has said 
was quoted as saying it's the best fruit ever. Well, that's where I went for my list, Mark Twain. <laughs> the fruit specialist. Yes. Mark Twain. Where in the it's, world can you get it? I mean, I certainly have never seen oh, one at my store. It's a little hard to find. Uh, mm. it Ralph, uh, and it ripens really quickly. That's the problem with it. I think uh, I'm going to say so. denied. This Too is, much problem. This is like someone calling it and being like, Revolver is the Beatles' best album. <laughs> like, this is a very okay, obscure you know fruit. It's not my fault you guys are uneducated on all the fruit. <laughs> And by the way, on that note, hold on, I'm on a rant here. Anything that you can dip ranch dressing in and have it taste good is not a fruit. I'm not okay? wrong. He's not wrong that, that includes avocados and tomatoes. Hmm. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, wow. That was okay. wrong fruit opinions. Jeff, let's be honest. If you're dipping avocado in ranch, you've got bigger problems. <laughs> that is and true. And you can take your cherimoya and shove it up your ass. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I don't think oh, how, no, you didn't. How are we doing? How are we doing on no attacks? <laughs> All right, Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> thank you for the call. We appreciate it. By the way, getting a lot of reaction on uh, Twitter. Hispanic at the Disco wants to know how Kevin's favorite fruit is not Fruit Loops. Great uh, question. Native California wants to know how much of the fruit Kevin eats is chocolate covered. We oh, haven't asked that yet either. Good one. She's singing now, B. Yeah, we should let her. Let her go. The Kevin and Bean Show. How do you guys think we're doing on no personal attacks? On I mean, let's stay too, like, let's stay true to it. Let's try to. Yeah. <laughs> I actually just responded on Twitter to somebody that said, uh, when has avocado ever been included in a fruit salad? So I responded to Jeff, and I said, the topic isn't fruit salad, what's up? Keep up, a-hole. <laughs> Allie's <laughs> having the most good. difficult time here with the rules. <laughs> yeah, she's taking it very personally. <laughs> All right, fruit, what's up, is the topic, one 800 Let's go to Florida and say hi to Luke, please. He is waiting on line two to join the conversation. Hey, Luke, how are you, man? First of all, how dare all of you? Oh, God. Oh, starting. wow. Starting like this? Don't even start. Coming in hot. We don't even know what you're complaining about yet. <laughs> and also, you're from Florida. How much of this can we actually take serious? Uh, Florida's the best, guys. Come on. Okay. No, we would all have, right. We win, have, he's right. We would have win no that content. one. Yeah. You win that one. Okay. All right. What? What? Uh, what is? Your, what's your discrepancy with what we've talked about with fruit so far? Not only that you guys put pineapple at number one, but that you put it in the top five at all. <gasps> Crazy. Luke. And what is your problem with pineapple? You should be deported. Whoa. <laughs> sorry, all, sorry. Look at the pineapple. Na- nature is telling you to stay away. It's telling you pineapple is awful, that you shouldn't even go anywhere near it because it tries to kill you when you touch it. <laughs> I don't hate that argument. Okay. You know, that's a good point. That's a point. Okay. <laughs> right. I love pineapple, but I'm going to accept that argument. I would like to object, but cannot. But, and, and I will say, and also in Luke's defense, if we had to strip a pineapple to get to the fruit inside, I don't think any of us would bother. I really, it is well, a lot of work. But here's what I will say, Luke, and that's that I had it in my top five. Allie had it in my top five. Jensen had top mm-hmm. five. Bean had top five. Yeah. So, denied. Well, All right, what's your, what's your number one, Luke? Voted for Trump, Kevin. You know, I just, I tell you. <laughs> pineapple, what? the Trump of fruits. <laughs> What's your number one, Luke? Strawberry, without a doubt. You know what? Not a bad number one. That's not in my, fine. not in my top five. And also, not, not in your top, top five. Not in my top or five. Me. Or, or me. me. What? No. None of the three nope. of you had strawberry in your no. top five. Nope. If I'm going like a berry, I'm going to go raspberry or boysenberry over I a strawberry. I want you to die. I think that's rude. Yes, in <laughs> okay. the it is. What? What look in the grave? Listen, strawberries got your back no matter what you what you need. You want some chocolate? Hey, strawberries there. Do you want a drink? Hey, the daiquiri's got your back, man. Strawberry is there no matter what you know what? you're in. I gotta Luke, tell Luke you, just turn me around. I gotta tell you, Florida's winning me over. Luke is a lawyer. Wow, <laughs> Luke, Luke has very persuasive arguments. <laughs> very good. <laughs>
He's not just mouthing off, man. He's got something okay. to pack it up. All right, yeah. maybe hey, this by is... by the way, guys, I'm about to die in a hurricane, so if you could send me some money, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, well... Uh, oh, yeah, good luck with Dorian. We'll send you bags of strawberries. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Luke. Good luck Listen, on you guys, maybe this has turned us around. We can be nice to people now. We don't need to okay. yell at them. Let's right, because he surprised us Absolutely. a little. Absolutely. Yeah, we right. should turn let's it be around. better. <clears throat> all right, let's all try. Give me some honey, please, in Granada Hills, line four. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. How about apricot? No! Oh, my God. God. It's like eating a hairy little ear. You that can is, suck it. That is disgusting. It's a hairy little ear. Hey, it's no, a hairy little ear. Listen, I, 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 you can I, be someone who kisses me is basically eating an apricot. Is what I'm saying, <laughs> <laughs> and that's bad news. And that's not good. And, right. and Ani, I want to say this too, and I'm trying. I'll be as respectful as I can, but why don't you yank me, loser? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ani, thank you sorry for the call. You <laughs> let's do. Uh, let's do one more, and then we got to get into our list. Uh, let's make it Daniel. He's on line three. He's calling about a fruit we we barely mentioned. Oh, wow. Daniel. Hey, good morning, guys. So, yeah, uh, first of all, with Florida, man. You're um, with Florida. Pineapples suck. Okay. Yeah, pineapples right. suck. Okay, Damn. so you're wrong. Daniel. So you're already wrong. wrong. What is Filed? happening? I don't, even, I don't even recognize this country anymore. All right, what's your yeah, number one? Because I'm a pizza lover, it cannot be there. My number one, the oranges. I know you guys kind of just threw it away, but oranges are effing good man. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. in my top five not in oranges mine. are in my top five not in mine wow you guys are all wrong but mine. I do like the Ed Sheeran of oranges the little uh, oh, the cuties little mandarin or the whatever mandarins. those are yeah those are cute Man- yeah I do like those where are you guys on tangerines not in my top yeah. not in my top five not Great even in my top five not being ridiculous not even whoa my... so oranges Look, that much better than tangerines tangerines are cute okay that's it okay they're not a serious fruit alright we will allow it Daniel thank you for the call alright real quick let's go around the room here's my here's my top five uh, number five grapes Sure. Number four, apples. No apple no love. Apples no apple it's, love. It's not a favorite. Get yourself a delicious Honeycrisp, and it'll change your mind. Number three, coconut. I can't believe I'm going to, might be the only wow. coconut person. Might be my last on the list. Literally number two, the worst. cherries, and number one, pineapple. That's me. How all about right. you, Allie? What do you got? Uh, number five, I've got grapes. Okay, okay. you and me both, all right. Number four, give me a nectarine. Yeah. Nectarine. What yeah. kind of what? Give me a nectarine, bitch. Nonsense. Uh, oh, all other fruits don't exist. I got uh, it. Now. Number three. Yeah, it's hairy, but you cut it and then you scoop it out with the spoon. Oh, give me a kiwi. That's oh. that's a nice, yeah. nice. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Kiwi. I lo- wow. Uh, number two <laughs> is an avocado. Yep. And number one is pineapple. Okay. All right. Jensen. Uh, five melon. Four mango. Three avocado. Two grapes. One, the pineapple. Okay, everything but melon is good. Melon and mango, man. What's wrong with you? Mango, melon mango is Mango is chef's kiss. And uh, melon... Melon is filler. Melon's like all the stuff you put in a fruit salad because you're like, right. oh, I need more. <sighs> because you're too cheap to put good fruit in yes. a fruit salad, you put melon. Melon all right, Kevin, you can die. You right. close it down. I'm going to give you the final list. This is it. No, this is science. No, this is your list. This is science. This is your list. It's been scientifically tested. Number five is bananas. <laughs> Number four <laughs> is... Wait. 
Really? Yes. Bananas? Uh, yes. Number four is oranges. <laughs> Number oh three my God. is pineapple. You it's are... like you you went to a webpage and said, show me fruit. This is the most basic no. bitch list. Yes, it is. I'm not saying it isn't. Yeah. I've never claimed to have taste. I'm okay. just saying these okay. are my favorite are okay. Okay. Bananas, oranges, pineapple. Number two is strawberry. Number one okay. is cherries. Boom, bitch. It's like you just read a menu at Jamba Juice. This isn't even, you didn't uh, even go on I need on to go a... to Jamba Juice so bad You're right like now. You're like a four-year-old that's looking at a little book and the mom's like, what is this? Cherry. A is for apple. What is this one? That's a banana. B is for banana. That's it, Kevin. You're a but, child. But we're being respectful, right, Allie? <laughs> In the most respectful way. Yes. <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. What's so funny? Allie just I... is surprised by everything today. <laughs> She's I... like, oh, we're on the air? No, I moved my oh, light okay. again. Oh. I had to bring a, la- a little lamp that I attached to my computer because people keep moving the lights around in the studio. I love Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein, and mm-hmm. it's got a little like black arm on it, mm-hmm. so I always I move black. it right before the segment, and then sometimes in my brain I think that's the mic. So I was about to start the whole segment with the mic all the way over the. That side. That would have been great. I apologize, mm. you guys. This radio person is the whole problem. I agree. Allie has gone bye bye. I agree. Although we do have time for one more. Oh. What's happening here on the Kevin newer show? Newer drop. Is that a drop or is that? I don't your... know what you're talking about. It's a drop. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> You stinker. I enjoyed it. Hey, we were talking uh, right before we came back on about um, the VMAs, which were on, what, Sunday night, Monday night, whenever they were. Yeah, whenever. And we were all discussing, wouldn't it be awesome if John Travolta, when he went to give Taylor Swift her trophy, but instead, like, gave it, um, was about to give it to a um, drag lookalike, Jay Jolie, that wouldn't it be awesome if that was just him joking around? Like, how great and clever would that be? Oh, that be? would be very clever. It wasn't um, clever, because he really thought that was Taylor. Oh. Uh, oh, there's no question. Like, I watched it, I was like, oh, he's really handing it to someone else. I, he, he should stop doing award shows. He really uh, should. He I, made a joke about it beforehand, <laughs> yeah. and then still screwed it Just up. Just don't go. Yeah. Taylor well, wasn't even on the stage. Correct. She was walking up to the stage. She yeah. wasn't even there. So, you all remember 2014, uh, the Oscars. He mistakenly introduced Adina Menzel as Adele Dazeem. And right. people were like, we have no idea how you even came up because with that name. Because he kept saying, oh, I love her. She's I my love friend. I love her. She's yeah. my favorite. She's a boop, 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 boop. However he worded it, it was yeah. so bizarre. Do you have the whole thing? I don't. I just oh. have it. Just the sing-songy way before it just made me laugh so hard. So when I saw that he had tried to give Taylor's uh, little moon man to what looked like a lookalike of Taylor, I thought to myself... Oh, that's brilliant. Good right. for him. He's making He's fun of being himself. Funny. Nope. Uh, one of the people on stage said uh, to Jerry O yesterday on the Jerry O show, Todrick Hall. Hollywood who, to treasure um, Jerry O. You are so right. Uh, he wound up telling him, oh, no. I, I looked over. He was so confident that it was her, and I loved it. He said, I saw it. We all talked about it backstage. Taylor thought it was hilarious. Everyone knows that Jade is the Taylor Swift doppelganger, so I think that is the biggest and highest compliment he could have paid her. I mean, it's, is- not just, it's not just that she wasn't on stage yet. She right. was making a big ruckus in the audience. Yeah. Everybody was yeah. hugging she was and celebrating. She was celebrating. Nowhere like- near it. No. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go a step further and say even in the heat of the moment and being busy and on TV, 
I feel like you should recognize Taylor Swift at this point. Or know that she wouldn't be on the stage. Right. That's I mean, the that's point. even just both. normal Hollywood showbiz stuff, man. I enjoy him. Well, I, listen, I'm going to be first in line to see that Fred Durst movie. So. 100%. <laughs> Do we have the sing song? I think we have a little longer oh, clip. excellent. The wickedly talented one and only Adele Dazeem. <laughs> he's such a bizarre. I read pickle. an interview with him this morning. Is he straight crazy? No, he's okay. not straight. Crazy, he's crazy. Maybe not the he, other thing. He says that he. Jensen yes. Carpenter took all of us like a breath. <laughs> he um, he says that he has entered the phase of his career where he is in the I don't give an f anymore. Yeah. And he's going to do whatever movie he likes. He doesn't Good. care whether it's Good popular. For him. He doesn't care whether anyone goes to see it. At this point, he just wants to make him. Uh, he wants it to be fun for him. And well, he ditched the wig. I was going to say that's yeah. the greatest thing. The fact yes. that he's like, listen, I don't want to do this anymore. So he just has his shaved head. Yeah. Thank God you were fooling no one, <laughs> no sir. No one, yeah. right? God bless him. He also the said, talented, <laughs> one and only Adele Dazeem. He also credits being in a Pitbull video to making him decide to stop with the wig. Because he thought it looked so good on, on Pitbull that he decided that he would be fine being bald. Burying the lead, though, where's this John Travolta Pitbull video? <laughs> Wait, are you saying he was in a video yes. with Pitbull or he yes. was watching no. one? No, he said he was in a video. I was watching a Pitbull video and, and I, I said, I'm going to it. looks great. Good. That's what I thought. I'm like, that's so bizarre. But even more bizarre that he's in one. We need to find that I'm video. Now. Immediately. Yeah. Oh, man, oh, man. Immediately. Guys, uh, you... John Travolta returns to the dance floor in a new Pitbull music video. Oh, this is brand new. This oh. is for Three to Tango is the new song sure. from Pitbull. I bet it's going to be great. John Travolta's in it. Do you think well, he says Mr. Worldwide in it? I hope so. Guy he's can dance, man. Mm-hmm. Guy can dance. I love it. Um, you guys know my, my feelings about hiking. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. You, you love it because you're afraid you'll get murdered. I uh, I don't love don't it love because it. that's that's where you go when somebody, like when a guy says, oh, you want to go hiking? He's going to murder you. He will kill you. It's just what happens. Dateline, it's always cruises and hiking. So when I saw this headline, I was like, well, I'm definitely not going hiking because there's a lot of dangers that come into play when hiking, but you don't likely think of poop. The National Park Service recently posted on Facebook that rolling balls of poo are being pushed around by a type of dung beetle in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. I they're, made a poopy in my diaper. They're <laughs> warning you to watch out for balls of poop as you're hiking. Who's with me? No one. Hiking's awful. No one should do it. How is that not the name of the next Will Ferrell movie? <laughs> balls of poop? Yeah. yeah. I pooped in a shoe on YouTube. Bean, you're moving to England. Okay, honestly, <laughs> I can't with you. Um, here's here's the thing about British people. I love when they survey British people because a restaurant group spoke to 2,000 UK adults and found that the average adult experiences an urge to eat things like chocolate, potato chips, and cheese four times a day in England. Mm. But here's where England and I think America is different. admitted that they give in to half of their unhealthy cravings. So if you're in England, at least in L.A., if you want chips or if you want cheese, you're like, no, I live in L.A. I have to look emaciated. But in England, you're like, I'm doing it. We're fatties. Or are you just happy? Mm, Good question. Which one is it, you guys? Sugar activates the opiate receptors in your brain. People can't resist it. That's why women eat so much chocolate on their periods. 
That's hmm. a great point, sir. Thank you, sir, for that. <laughs> Insightful comment. <laughs> I don't know how that played into it at all. Just, you hear you hear that sound and you run out because there's a there's a truck a food truck outside. Isn't that what you is that what you were going for? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what's going on right now, and it's <laughs> see I hear that and I know there's a food truck and I'm going out and I'm right going to go I'm get hungry. a delicious now burrito. I'm that's nonsense. <laughs> That's an old timey car. Do the oh, <laughs> you guys! A lot of horns. <laughs> Remember the Vuvuzela yellow times? Yes. <laughs> All right. <sighs> you guys. This guy's got 30 years of drops, man. We're just he, playing he just types horn in sounds. horns and it says 300, please. We, uh, we're just playing horn sounds uh, now. That's where we're at. That's where we're at, yes. <laughs> that is where we're at. That's what we're doing right now. All right. Uh, People ask us the, ser- the secret to our success. <laughs> and may you answer horns. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Real weird. Some uh, birthdays for you. Stop. <laughs> Stop it right now. Leah Michelle, Carla Gugino, Chris Taylor from the Dodgers, and that's what's happening. Muggs, what are you doing? Where are you going to be? You guys, this is the last week you can stop into any SoCal Hot Topic location, pick up your new K-Rock Billie Eilish sticker, enter yourself to win the private performance with Billy, a meet and greet for you and a friend, a 2019 Honda Fit, and today is my final sticker stop at my... Oh. Yes, at my childhood <laughs> mall, the mall, when I was a, at a prepubescent age, I saw Jensen Carp's Beautiful Bride, and I was uh-huh. like, oh my God, I just saw Topanga How, at um, the Topanga Mall. Yeah. It's very meta. It and is th- meta. Yeah. And that's where I'm- Also a hell of a story. It's yeah. a, I told Danielle <laughs> that story he when did. I met her. He did. At Acoustic so do Christmas. Hear, do you hear that story from a bunch of people? Uh... That, is that, that fairly common? I think when we, because we go a lot, and also you might see a special guest today at the Topanga Plaza uh, appearance of <gasps> Beer Mug. But when I do go, I do think people look at us and they're like, that doesn't make sense. Like, I think people immediately are like, did she get named after the mall? Does she live here? <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. It was Inception. Uh, and that address is 6600 Topanga Canyon Boulevard in Canoga Park. I will be there from 1 to 3 p.m. I'll have tickets to some 41 at the Palladium. More Hot Topic gift cards, more t-shirts, more fun. Come by, say hi. I special guest. Special guest. Two special guests and a half, I think. I love it. Oh, oh. possibly. Wow. Yeah. And also the NGA in front of Topanga at the parking spot. <laughs> Remember, it's still there, and they made up some Native American excuse as to why they did it. <laughs> love it. Keep it a hundred. All right, thank you. A 5 p.m. commercial-free hour with Stryker and Klein is happening thanks to a random act of help from the SoCal helpful Honda dealers. There's no, <laughs> there's no national cover song day. No, that's shocking to me. Which is, there's a day for everything, and most yeah. of it's nonsense. Yeah. So we've decided that either, what is it, the 30th of August, mm-hmm. or the first fr- or the last Friday before Labor Day. We haven't decided yet. We're, we're gonna, gonna work it out. We're starting it. <laughs> we're gonna start National Cover Song Day. Hey, so, this is year three, man. Right. I like it. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow morning on the Kevin and Bean Show, all cover songs. Plus, keep it 100 tomorrow. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. Kevin and Bean, new Kevin and Bean theme by the Lonely Island. They're gonna play it every day from now on. Contractually bound to play it every day, and they will get sued if they don't. 
How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.